Nefesh Chaim, you have to carry Talad. And uh, Nefesh Chaim is going to explain to us that even though previously he held and wrote clearly that the point of learning Torah isn't just to focus on a person's attaining Yerushimayim, and therefore he speaks about those places where people spent their whole day learning Sifra Yerah, Sifra Musa, and they felt that the objective of learning Torah is to enhance on Yerushimayim. Nevertheless, the Nefesh Chaim is going to explain to us that of course a person needs to have Yerushimayim. And in fact, it's not the point of learning Torah, but rather, as the Nefesh Chaim is going to explain to us, it's a prerequisite to learn Torah. Now, why is it like that and how does it work? That's what he's going to prove to us in Perek So let's see what he says. He says, Omnam Vadai, it's for sure, the Efshar, it's impossible, Loima, Sha'ain Tzach, the Inyan Esekatera, Shumtar HaMachshav of Yerushimayim Cholera. We can't say that one doesn't need Tara Machshav of purity of intention or Yerushimayim to enter. Chas V'Shalom is not the case. Sha'ain Mishnah Shleim Hashaninu, Imein Yira in Chachma. The mission is clearly that if there's no Yira, then there's no Chachma. And therefore, says Nebuchadnezzar Chaim, I didn't intend that people should think that the point of learning Torah is just to know, and it could be from, from somebody who has no respect for Torah, someone who has no Yerushimayim, that's not the case. <coughs> Rather, he explains that without Yerushimayim, a person is not going to be able to learn Torah. <coughs> and he brings a number of proofs. We have to look at his proofs carefully because they seem to be saying different things. And it's only after we understand the full picture do we see how everything he says fits in to present the same idea. So let's look at the sources that the Nefesh Chaim brings us. He says, He brings the Gemara in Yom The Gemara comments on the Apostle, what does it mean? When it says, Exil is a person who is foolish. So what is the price that a Finnish person would play, pay to buy Chochmah? But he doesn't have the heart to understand the Chochmah. In other words, just like we consider it foolish for a person to buy something he can't use, so similarly, what the Gemara is saying is a person who learns Torah but isn't able to, to retain or to hold on to that Torah, it's in a way something foolish. And that's what the Gemara continues. In Oilem, they spend their time learning Torah, they don't have Yerushimayim. And what you meant to understand is that without Yerushimayim, a person doesn't have the ability to acquire Torah. So that's the first point we see from the Gemara in Yoma. Even a person who knows, he's learned a lot. But he doesn't have Yerushimayim, and beyond Eklum, he doesn't have anything. The holder, so to speak, of a Torah is Yer. And therefore, without Yerushimayim, the person doesn't have the ability to hold on to the Torah. So the first two proofs he brings from the Gemara and from the Midrash, are that a person isn't going to be able to retain Torah without Yerushimah. Then he brings another proof from the Zohar. And the proof from the Zohar, 
Amarashbi of Shemayachai says, Shayira ihitara la'al ala lagayim ahim nusa. The yira is the, so to speak, the gateway to get to to get to emunah. And the whole world rests on the mitzvah of having Yerushalayim. And this is the basis and the principle for all the other mitzvahs of the Torah. A person who guards onto his level of Yerushalayim, he will, he will also keep the whole Torah. And but someone who doesn't hold on to that level of Yerushalayim, no not to won't be able to keep the whole Torah. So over here, year is presented not as something which, so to speak, can retain Torah, but rather year is presented as something which is the gateway to keep the Torah. And therefore, the Rav says in the Zayar, that the person who has year will be able to keep the Torah, and the person who doesn't have year won't be able to keep the Torah. This seems to be saying something different. And then he brings the second zayr of a parashas bahar and the zayr in parashas bahar. When he says, "My all machal shemaim," when he says a person has to accept the yoke of heaven, all machal shemaim. So what does it mean, the all of machal shemaim? Compared to a tarzish, an ox, and then once again, one puts the oak on the ox, the yoke on the ox. That way, one can hitch it to the plow, to the wagon, and get it to plow things. And even if right now the ox isn't being put to work, but the fact is, is the yoke on him means that one could put him to work. Whereas an ox without a yoke is uh, right now an, uh, an ox which can't be harnessed. He has to first be, so to speak, subdued, and then afterwards he has to have the yoke placed in him, and afterwards he can be hitched up to whatever it is that you want him to work for. And that marshal is given to the human being. A person who has the yoke, so to speak, we call it all Malchus Shemaim, of the yoke of heaven on his shoulders, so that's the case, he will work, he will do what he's meant to do. Whereas somebody who doesn't have that yoke on his shoulders, he doesn't feel compelled to listen to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or to obey what Hashem wants him to obey, so then he's not going to keep anything else. And that's why the, the Zara says over there, HaKinami, Yitzchik le Baranosh, Lekabel Olei Olbukad Maisel. The first thing a person needs to do is to accept on himself the all, the responsibility, the achrayas, for keeping the Torah. And once he has the yoke, he can now serve Hashem, whatever, whatever way it's it necessary, in every mitzvah that he has to do. But if he doesn't first accept that responsibility, that yoke on his shoulders, then he isn't able to work afterwards. That's what it says in the pasuk. If this Hashem be yira, a person should serve Hashem with yira, and in other words, serving Hashem is all the mitzvahs we do, and it should be with yira. And then he explains, why with yira? What does it mean that a person should serve Hashem with yira? That is the reishis chacham yiras Hashem. The first point of chacham is yiras Hashem, as the yiras that come first, and therefore v'alda haybekad meisav udukar. That's what this comes. Before everything else, begin to have a high Kedusha because as the, when the year is the starting point, a person will get to other levels of Kedusha. But if he doesn't have this level of year first, then he'll never get to 
the Kedusha, the, the levels of achievement of Torah or Mitzvahs afterwards. So the two Purusi bring, bring from the Zohar seem to be saying a similar thing as well. And that is that two Purusi of the Zohar are that the year is the starting point in order to enable a person to do Mitzvahs. Whether the Zohar explained it beforehand as just a principle that if a person has year, he, he has the, the, the Shar, the gateway to get to all the mitzvahs, or now he's explaining it as the yoke, which if a person wears that yoke, so to speak, he accepts that responsibility, and that's the starting point of all the other mitzvahs. But the Zara explains it as what comes before all the mitzvahs. Whereas what he brought before him from the Gemara and from the Midrash is that the Yerah works as something which can hold on to, so to speak, retain what a person does. And now he's going to go back to the Gemara and he's going to bring another raya of the importance of Yerah, Again, discussing what the Gemara wants to discuss. And that is, that it's the way for a person to retain his learning. And that's what he brings from the mission of us, from Ra'od. If a person's Yira comes before his Chachma, then his Chachma will be Miskayim. He will keep, he will return his Chachma. Because if a person has Yira Hashem first, then that's the way that there'll be a cube, there'll be a continuation for the Torah that he learns. Kamash Amr Chazal, he brings the Gemara in Shabbos, and the Gemara in Shabbos says in the Pasuk, Amrish Lakish, Ma'ad Yichsev, Vahoya, Imunas Yitach, Chosin Yeshua, Schachma Vadas. And the Gemara there says that these six words refer to the six orders of the mission that a person can learn. Imunas is said as Raim, Yitach is said as Ma'ad, Chaisen is said in Nashim, Yishos is said in Nizikin, Chachma is said in Kachim, Vadas is said in Taras. So it could be that a person will have Zraim and Roy, and Nashim and Nizikim, and Kachim and Taras. In other words, he's learned the entire Tarash of the entire Shas. And still, the Pasuk continues, Yeras Hashem here, Itzara. That Yeras Hashem is his Itzara, his Itzara is his store, his place where he keeps everything. And Dima Akasa is the Torah derived to us. The Torah is considered like lots of tours, so to speak, lots of grain that a person's harvested. And the Yira is the storeroom in which all that tour is stored. says that again that Yira is the Oitzer, is the way to store the Torah. And that way, a person holds on to his Torah. If a person doesn't first prepare the Oitzar of Yerushalayim, then all the Torah that he has learned is all going to get trampled, is going to get ruined, there's no way to hold on to it, there's no way to protect it. And same thing, Yira is the way that the Torah is misguided. And he brings another midrash for that also. In the Mishmas Rabbah to Moitzei, Adam Shaina midrash halachos v'agados. A person can midrashim, can learn halacha, can learn agada. But if he doesn't have yiras chayt, he has nothing. And the midrash brings the marshal to a person has a fortune of wheat, but he has nowhere to store the wheat, so he doesn't really have anything because even though he has all the wheat piled up now. But without a place to store it, the wind will blow it away, the, the rain will ruin, it will start to rot. So he doesn't hold, he won't retain anything that he had. 
And the same thing the Midrash says, that a person has to the Yerushimayim, which is the way that he can retain the Torah that he learns. So again, we've seen the whole parak, and to sum up, we said before, the, the Nefesh HaChayim brings rise to the importance of Yerushimayim for a person learning Torah. Once again, not that the point of learning Torah is Yerushimayim, but Yerushimayim is a prerequisite, it has to come before the Torah. And it seems like he's bringing two different kinds of rice. The rai he brought from both the Gemara's Yuma and in Shabbos, and from both the Midrashim, was that year is important because without that a person won't retain his Torah. You'll learn, he'll gather a mass, a lot of information, you'll have a lot of Torah knowledge, and you'll lose a lot of Torah knowledge because there's no way to store it. And therefore it needs explanation why it's like that, but at least the, the role that Yerushimayim plays from the Gemara and from the Midrash is that it's the way to retain Torah, to store Torah. Whereas the two rays he brought from the Zahar are saying that the Yerah is the prerequisite for a person to do the mitzvahs. And if a person does have your, has Yerushimayim, then afterwards he'll do mitzvahs. And if a person doesn't have Yerushimayim, then he doesn't have the gate to do the mitzvahs. Or the other martial of the Zahar, he doesn't have the, the, the yoke on his shoulders like, which, will, which he can, so to speak, use to, uh, to, 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 to force him, to machayev him. To do the mitzvahs. So, what are these two different levels of Yerushalayim being spoken about? So, let's start with the point where they're both similar, and that is in both of what the Nefesh Chaim is bringing a proof for, both from the Gemaras and from the Zayar, is that the importance of Yerushalayim has to come first. In other words, it's not that first the person can start in other things and afterwards. Develop a level of Yerush Hashem. Both of the the outcomes that are attributed to Yerush Hashem, but in other words, that a person retains his learning, is only if the Yerush comes first. You brought from the Mishnah, Ein Yerush Ein Torah. The Yerush has to come before the Torah. Similarly, in the Zara's Marshal, it says he has to couple all Yerush Bekadmaisa. It has to be the first thing. And only after that he can now look to do the mitzvahs with the level of Yerushimayim that he has. Why is it so Let's talk about mitzvahs first, and then later afterwards we'll talk about the Torah. And when it comes to doing mitzvahs, so we mentioned this previously, let's say the principle again, and that is there's two different attitudes that a person could take into what he's going to do. The one is an attitude of I want to do it. It's a good thing to do or it's the right thing to do or I'll be rewarded for it or I want to show appreciation to Hashem and therefore what's the motivating factor in what I do? The motivating factor is the Ratsan. My desire, my will to do. Now Whereas Ratzon is a very good thing. And obviously, it's a big minor in Avodah Hashem that a person wants to serve Hashem or wants to do mitzvahs. But there's a big chesaron in that. And that is, Ratzon only lasts as long as a person has that Ratzon. When a person feels inspired like that. Whereas, when the Ratzon wears off, so to speak, the inspiration wears off and a person doesn't have that same drive that he had beforehand. So then, 
the commitment crumbles too. Because there was nothing really making me doing it, except for the fact that I felt I wanted to. And now I feel I don't want to, so now why should I? And the nature of inspiration is a temporary. Which means a person might start off a project full of inspiration, full of big hopes and dreams for what he wants to achieve. But given time, the newness and the excitement fades and the greatness of what a person wants to achieve gets somewhat dulled in his mind. And therefore that inspiration wears off. And now at that stage when a person doesn't feel so inspired anymore. So then to maintain what he was doing before was very difficult because I only did it because now I felt uplifted, I felt motivated, and now I don't. And that's what happens to most good resolutions. Most good resolutions start with the fact that a person is inspired and motivated to try something, and of course they put all their energy into it. But given time, that inspiration wears off, and people tend to give up on whatever the project they were doing was. Whether it's uh, something which I'm inspired to take on because of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and then at the time, of course, the seriousness and the uh, introspection which is called for that time of year pushes the person to, of course, I should try harder, I should do more. And uh, given time, then whatever was thought about or even attempted after Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, person tends to drift back to what they were doing before. It's not that they weren't inspired at the time, they were. But inspiration doesn't last. If you want to give another example, which is a very common example, that is every seven years, Kai Shal starts Shas. And uh, gradually drops out of Shas at different stages along the way. Whenever, it gets, whenever the inspiration to start wears off. And even to do things based on inspiration is good, but it's unlikely to be long-lasting. If that's the case, then the question is, what's the right way? What's the right way to, for a person to mechaev to themselves, if one wants, to make themselves do something which is going to last longer? And the answer is, if I could give a marshal, when a person drives a car, so to start the car, you need the starter motor. But you can't drive a car on the starter motor, it'll burn out. You need the engine to drive the car. All the starter motor can do is it can start the engine. The, the, the engine is something which can keep the car going for a very long time. And it's the same as, as the same you saw it over here. Inspiration or motivation which is going to encourage a person to start, to try, to do, is like a starter motor. It does a good job at pushing a person to start something, but it's not something which is going to last a long time to keep the person doing it. And therefore, what's the, what's the factor which is going to make a person keep doing something? The answer is, when I approach something, not from the point of view that I'm volunteering to do this, it's a nice thing I'm choosing to do. But when I approach it from the point of view that I have to do this. I'm mechuyev. I'm obligated. I don't have a choice. Because if that's the way I think about what I'm doing, so then, I, I, then what, what choice do I have? I have to do it. 
And whether I'm in the mood, whether I'm not in the mood, whether I feel like it or I don't, whether I'm feeling inspired or depressed, it doesn't make a difference. I don't have a choice. That feeling that what I have to do uh, is something which I'm a khuyif to, and not something I'm volunteering for, is what we call all Malcha Shemai. It's not that it's a nice thing and it's uh, very beautiful and I'm going to gain so much from listening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu or keeping the mitzvahs. That's an all. It's a responsibility. And it's something I don't have the option not to do. And when I accept something with that understanding, I don't have the option of not doing it, then it's something which stays with me. And this is the first Chazal. Chazal said when Kaishal came out of Mitzrayim, so of course Kaishal were on a spiritual high. They had just been saved miraculously. They had just seen Hashem at Yamsuf. They had just been given their own nationhood and they wanted to, of course, they wanted to serve Hashem. They wanted to rise to the highest level they could. And therefore the Chazal says, they say to Hashem, Hashem, make decrees for us. Tell us what you want us to do. And Hashem says, Love. I'm not going to do that. And we think, what could be more beautiful than Kaisal asking for the mitzvahs? Kaisal asking to be told what to do. Hashem, we want to do what you want us to do. Tell us what you want us to do. It's coming from a pure place of rotten, of ava, of willing to reciprocate. And Hashem says, no, I'm not going to give you mitzvahs. Rather, what did Hashem say? Kabru malchusi. I want them to give you mitzvahs, I want you to accept my malchus. Because without that, you won't keep the mitzvahs. And that's exactly the side. What does it mean, kabru malchusi? Kabru malchusi means, accept malchus, accept the all. Accept that this is something you have to do. You're obligated. Zorin and Xerus, give us, tell us what you want us to do. We're doing it. We want to do it. It's coming from a place of volunteering, inspiration. And therefore, of course, right now when I want to volunteer, I'm inspired. So Hashem, anything you want, that's what I'm going to do. But it's not going to last. And therefore, Hashem says the other way around. I don't want to give you Xerus what to do when you're in this frame of mind. What I want is I want Kabri Malchusi. That you should mechaid yourselves. You should accept that what, you, what Hashem wants you to do is the order from a king that you have to obey. Because then you'll keep it. That's the level of Yerushimayim that Zara is talking about. Where Yerushimayim is a foundation for what a person does. Because what a person does without that is something that they're going to do and they're going to lose. What a person does with that is something that they're going to retain. And therefore, in a way, sometimes the Yetzirah will even push a person to feel the want to volunteer. Because he knows it's not something which will change the person because it's not something which is going to last. Whereas it's only Yeras Hashem, which is, which translated Yeras Hashem is the feeling of responsibility. That's something which will last. Emeris la'ad. Yeras Hashem Tahira Emeris la'ad. It's something which lasts forever. Because if it's coming from that sense of, I have to do this, I don't have a choice. For example, 
when a person finds out about a halakh he didn't know. So is his attitude, alright, oh, that's a nice thing to know, I'll try to do it when it suits me. Or, this is the halakha, it's my first nishakhnaq, I just didn't know that before. So I better change. will make a big difference, because if it's in the category of, it's a nice thing to do when I feel like it, so it will be a nice thing when he feels like it. And it won't exist when he doesn't. If a person sees it with the due seriousness, and that is, this is the halakha, I'm going to have to change right now, I, I, I can't do different. Then, that's something which will restrain by the person. So therefore, it says as a, the starting point for keeping the Torah, for keeping the mitzvahs, all of them, is the year. The year is like the yoke, which is the obligation, which is the fact that I'm committed, I have to. And then whatever I'm told to do, so this fits into that category, what I have to do. And therefore, the guarantee that a person is going to retain the Torah and can keep learning the Torah, is the amount of year. Now, people always ask, but Tzadikim make mistakes too. Even with years remain. No one's perfect. And therefore, even with that commitment, that this is what I have to do, people make mistakes as well. It's not a guarantee people won't make mistakes. And that's true. But you know the famous passage that says, Kishava Yipal Tzadik Vakom. A Tzadik can fall seven times, which means to have the level of commitment that I'm going to do something and once I've made a commitment I'll never ever not live up to it I'll never ever make a mistake it, it needs a specific greatness to do that most people even with a the commitment they have a Yetzirah and they have human weaknesses and they have bad leaders and there are going to be times they make a mistake you know, they always tell the story of Rav Shach that in his younger years in Europe Rav Shach I used to, was a chain smoker. At that time, no one knew that smoking was harmful to one's health. It was health, something, something which people thought in healthy concentration. And Rav Shach grew up in, a, and in an age where it was normal to smoke, and he was a very heavy smoker. In his later years, the doctors and scientists came to the conclusion that smoking is harmful to one's health. And therefore, Al-Pi'alach, it should be asked to smoke. And so they came to the Torah of Shach. That, uh, based on what the doctors now know, smoking is a, a real hazard to one's health. Something a person shouldn't do. And the story goes to Rav Shach, said he heard that. He said, that's the case. So he took out his pack of cigarettes and said, I'm not going to smoke anymore. And just like that, he stopped. And he never touched another cigarette again. Now, that just gives us an idea of how strong a person's gavura can be. Because we know smoking is addictive. And the fact that a person can decide, I'm not doing this, and on the spot stops and never does it again, needs a tremendous strength. Most people can't do that. And therefore, even if a person is coming from the point of, this is something I have to do, this is something which I'm obligated in, they're coming from the point of yura. But it's nearly unavoidable that there are going to be mistakes and there are going to be times that they fall but nevertheless the Pasuk says it's true there could be the Tariq will fall seven times but the important point is Vakam Vakam he gets up again he doesn't give up what he did before and this is the important point 
Because if a person is only doing something as a volunteer, because they enjoyed it, because it was fun, because they had, they had something that they liked, so then the possibility of them doing it once it hasn't worked, once it got too hard, or once they get, once they fell, is nearly nothing. We try that. No, we no longer lose this inspiration, and to try and try something again, to start a second time is much more difficult. The fact that a person says, I made a mistake, but I have to go back to what I was doing before. I get up again and I have to keep trying. Shows that by me it's a commitment. It's something I have to do. That's a sign of a tariq. That what he undertook to do isn't just, well, I'm volunteering for this, as long as it's easy and it's going well. And it got too hard, okay, so I'll get up, I'll try something else. The, the sign of the tariq is that I don't give up. I don't give up. Even if I tried something that didn't work, I'm going to try again. I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. Vakom, I'm a khuyav to this. And that's the case, I can't not do it. That's what we wanted to talk about the first part. I see our time is up. Especially in the next year, we'll go back and send the second part of what the proofs Nevesh Chaim brought. So therefore we brought the proof from the Zahar why Yira is the starting point for keeping the Torah. Because a person only does things when it's gishmak, when it's enjoyable, when he feels like motivated to do it and otherwise not, he's not really doing it. He's doing it when it suits him. Keeping the Torah is what I undertake to always do. And undertaking to always do has to be based on that commitment. And that is something that I'm mechayev in. And that's the, that's the commitment of Yerushalayim. We'll see next time is the first part of what he spoke about. And that is how when it comes to Torah, Yerushalayim is the storage for the Torah. Well, that's a prerequisite for living as well.